Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're doing the essay on page 77. It's called Mavoy Katzer La Mitzvah, a short introduction to mitzvahs. So Rabbi Wolby begins the essay by saying, we don't have anything in this world besides mitzvahs, and that everything is included in mitzvahs. And what he means by that sweeping statement is what he's going to illustrate throughout this essay, that many core areas of our life would be deficient without the idea of mitzvahs, commandments, specific definite things that we're doing to try to fulfill the will of Hashem. So he begins by saying there's no life without mitzvahs. And he says all of our ways of life are intertwined and dependent on our approach to mitzvahs. Uh, He says there's no purpose in creation um, other than fulfilling the will of Hashem. He says all the worlds that were created, that Hashem created, are like a tree, one gigantic tree. And the fruits of that tree, of the interaction uh, between all these levels of reality, are the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs that we do. That's the purpose of the creation of all these worlds. He says there's also no such thing as avoidas Hashem without mitzvahs. Um, what he means by this is, as he explains, is the, the, the famous line that if somebody says that Hashem's mercy reaches the, the bird's nest because of the mitzvah of having mercy on the birds, we tell him to be quiet because he's obscuring one of the authentic reasons why we perform the mitzvahs, not because it sinks up or it synchronizes with our sense of what's merciful and what's right, but rather because this is what Hashem told us to do. So when he says there's no avodah Hashem believe mitzvahs, he says there's no authentic, purely expressed avodah Hashem um, without mitzvahs, meaning if there weren't mitzvahs, then it might um, be subject to the things that we find the rationale for, the things that make sense to us. So the idea here when he says there's no avodah Hashem without mitzvahs means that we need mitzvahs to help us achieve the ideal of doing the will of Hashem, because that's what Hashem wants us to do without any other elements being mixed in. Connected to that, in his next point, he said, there's no rising above Shriras uh, Halev, which kind of means just going wherever your heart takes you. He says that you could only rise up from that only through Maisa Mitzvah. Um, and he explains this by way of saying the famous uh, line from the Gemara, where we say that someone who's commanded to do something is greater than somebody who volunteers to do something and fulfills it, right? The person who has the actual obligation. Why is that? Because the person who's volunteering, even though it's a great thing to do, to volunteer to do something nice, at the end of the day, he can always put aside the work if he decides to, because he's just volunteering. It's not something he's actually obligated to do. Whereas somebody who's obligated to do something and fulfills his obligation, he cannot get out of what he's obligated to do. It's, It's his destiny. And when he fulfills his destiny, there's something way more meaningful in that than somebody who's just doing something because he wants to do it, it seems interesting or good or fun for him to do. Building off of that, he also says that uh, mitzvahs uh, refine a person. Um, They they put a person's life into a a divine order, and it lifts a person up out of his biological instincts, his egotistical instincts. Following the mitzvahs helps him rise above all of that. Uh, He also says that there's no hashkacha pratis, and divine assistance without mitzvahs. We know that, that, that mitzvahs, uh, the Torah is chock full of uh, statements where it talks about how performing the mitzvahs and living, living aligned with the mitzvahs um, brings bracha and protection into the life of a person. And f- finally, he makes another point here where he says that there isn't really the idea of spiritual experience without mitzvahs. Right? Uh, everybody wants to have transcendent um, spiritual epiphanies, but if you don't follow the specific instructions of the Torah, you won't be able to process that information. You won't know when and how um, to, to really have these spiritual insights. And 
even if there's ways of having these type of experiences where you feel like you've learned something very profound or experienced something that that that's like supernatural or above the natural order, you won't know how to react to it. You won't know how to process it. And in fact, you might take that information or those feelings and do something very damaging with it. He he uh, gives the muscle of a, of a untrained person who breaks into the office of the world's best doctor and starts just mixing medicines willy-nilly and handing it out to people. He's going to end up killing a lot of people because he doesn't actually know what he's doing in there. He's handing out the medicines. He's mixing them in inappropriate dosages, um, toxic mixtures, all types of terrible things and giving them out to people. And that's actually causing a lot of damage. And the ironic part is it's, it's the actual ingredients have the capacity to heal, but they're actually causing damage and death. The nimshal in this analogy is the idea that of somebody following their natural instinct towards wanting to have a spiritual experience, wanting to understand deeper truths about the world, and wanting to, to share that information with other people, but not having the appropriate framework to express or process that information will actually lead people to destructive, harmful beliefs and um, going down a, a bad road of, of mistakes and misapprehensions. He concludes by saying that really what we've seen through all of this is that mitzvahs are are the way we're going, to, we're going to achieve all the deepest and most profound things that we want to achieve in our life. But he concludes by saying that um, it's not always so simple to know how to do that. So he says when we, when we know about a mitzvah um, and the ideal form of a mitzvah, we want to have that as our goal in mind and understand on our journey through practicing mitzvahs that we're trying to get somewhere and, and we're trying to accomplish a certain goal with our mitzvahs. He compares it to uh, somebody who's piloting a boat on the ocean. The, the mitzvahs are the port that we're trying to get to, right? The ideal, the ideal function of mitzvahs, mitzvahs in their most perfect form. But in our journey of practicing mitzvahs, we're trying to get to that ideal. We're trying to pilot our boat and requires a lot, a lot of wisdom and a lot of planning, right? He, uh, he ends off by talking about all the many mitzvahs that we do on a day-to-day basis, um, benching and saying Kriyashma, and he points out about to actually reach the ideal, even though we do these things every day, we do them in a haphazard way without really thinking. And to get to their ideal form, it takes a lot of work and it's a lifetime of effort, but it can be incredibly rewarding. It's a very rewarding journey. I know this was well over five minutes, so if you listened all the way to the end, thank you very, very much, and we'll see you again soon.